Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. She's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about talk now. About now to talk about. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not gonna shout not now. Gonna shout now, she's not gonna shout. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about. About now, when it's all we'll about. We'll have no fun, no fun, cause your purpose podcast comes out today. We'll have no fun, no fun, cause your purpose podcast comes out today. No Fun the Jen Kirkman podcast. This is a bonus episode for Patreon subscribers, but you people out there on the free feed with ads, you will get the first 20 minutes as as we normally do. So let's begin this bonus episode. Hi, everybody. I'm just settling in, settling into my seat here. Um, having a sip of my coffee. Let me turn off, let me close my email messages. So you don't hear that dinging noise. Whenever, you know, when people started doing their appearances on cable news shows or podcasts or whatever, everyone's doing things from their home. They're not going into the studio, whether whether it be a podcast studio or TV studio. Whenever I would hear the ding of someone's email coming in as they were doing their live feed from Zoom or something, my opinion of them just tanks. I just think, how unprofessional. And now I just did it. Okay, so I'm going to read a story that I saw on Twitter last night, and I thought it was a new story. And actually, as I'm looking at it right now, it's from 2015. But it's still interesting nonetheless, because I feel like... Well, I'll say, I'll say it's for Pride Month, but also 
because there's so much going on with oh, it's like the the Texas Republican Party is just blatantly saying things like everyone go out and hunt gays. I mean, it's really bad. I, we are just seeing in this country such a backlash to any progress. And and you just, you know, when you're watching a toddler throw a fit and you know they're going to be fine and you know they might not even be throwing a fit about what they're throwing a fit about, you know, they want that candy bar in the grocery store. I've seen this so many times as I used to be a cashier at a grocery store when I was a teenager. And, you know, they do that evil thing of putting all the candy and all the things that you would impulse buy right there while you're in line. The National Enquirer, the candy, all the junk food for your body and soul. Well, now a kid who's standing in line is going to be going crazy about that candy. So it really is, I mean, how much extra money are you making on the adults? A dollar here, a dollar there with their little impulse buys. But really what you're doing is just giving a 10-minute stressor to the end of what maybe was otherwise a totally fine shopping experience for the parent. So the kids start melting down. It's just constant. And they don't know how to emotionally regulate themselves yet. They don't know how to think bigger picture. They don't know how to self-soothe. And they're just going to be screaming as long as they see this candy in front of them. And then the mother is saying, no, you can't have it. And then it feels very, why can't I have this? You know, And complete meltdown. And then it's like the amount of hysteria that they have about the candy bar is just disproportionate to how it feels to not get some candy that you want, right? And they're on the floor. They're doing tantrums. They're screaming. They're gasping for breath because the crying is so intense. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I don't even know if they remember that this was about candy. And that's how I feel about the white men in this country with the Proud Boys and the politicians that are just so just completely untethered from reality, out of their mind, conspiracy theorists. It's like, it's very simple to see. And I feel like those of us who aren't this way, who aren't afraid of progress, are just standing there like a parent going, I'm just going to let them cry this out. I mean, we're not inactive, but I'm just saying, just, you know, uh, psychologically, we're, we're just like, Okay, because all that's happening is progress is being made. It's literally this simple, and it has been predicted many times in the past that the more progress we make, the more people scream and shout. So it seems like everything is worse than it ever was, but it's it's just actually not because we actually have made progress you know, we're a country of laws. So we have laws now that we never would have had 20 years ago, right? Um, I mean, obviously they are stripping away abortion rights and then that's so follows will be interracial marriage and gay rights, but we're going to keep fighting that so that that doesn't happen. But 
The point is we have progressed. That's why there's so much screaming and shouting. Um, now, if you're measuring progress based on what a percentage of the population thinks and feels, well, then you're always going to say we haven't progressed because there, there will always be that percentage of the population that doesn't. And we used to not hear from them. They used to be in their own homes knowing that it was, you know, something was off and that they maybe shouldn't say these things out loud or they just say them to their little friends that come over or whatever little groups they have that are secretly just, you know, white power meetings. But it's the women's book club. You know, they don't even know it's secretly a white power meeting. It's just, you know, the neighbors getting together. And they're talking about, oh, kids today and things today and that and this. But now because of social media, because we had a president who just lived out loud that way, everyone has permission, right? But those voices are so loud that they are actually running the country in, in a sense because their politicians are winning. So it's like 30% of the country is so much louder than the other 70%, but they feel like they're not heard. And we're literally like, you're heard. You're the only one screaming. We're screaming like, in other words, if being gay wasn't some uh, thing that politicians and religious leaders were screaming as wrong and bad, and then no one would have to declare they're proud to be gay. If, if being a woman who doesn't want to have children, whether that means she never gets pregnant or um, she gets pregnant and decides to not keep it or whatever, or is a mother that has two kids already and they can't do a third, but they get pregnant. Most abortions are uh, married women that already have kids. And my point is, no matter what you are, a woman, black, Asian, whatever, if everyone else would calm the fuck down about it, none of us would spend our time defending it, screaming about it, demanding our rights. Like, do you think it's fun for anybody to live in a constant pattern of defending their right to exist? Of course not. We've got other things to do over here. People are just trying to have fun. And all of the fun people who have to defend their rights, whether it's women or black or LGBTQIA, it's like, those are the groups that you, white Boars get all of your fun from all you white male boars. All of culture is from women and people that aren't white and gays. Like just all of culture, all the fun stuff. We all over here could be inventing more fun stuff. If you didn't make every other day, you have to be a fucking march. So anyway, what am I getting to? That's why I'm reading this article from 2015. But my point is, I guess I'm just off on this rant right now, is don't despair about progress. It is happening. That's why you're seeing this backlash. They, there wouldn't be a backlash to nothing happening, right? It's a backlash to actual change being made, which is great. I cannot tell you what a different world it was when I was growing up. And as much as I love being Gen X and I love the 90s, put me on one of those VH1 shows where I go, I love the 90s. I loved... Wearing Mary Jane shoes and flannel shirts. But it was a very oppressive time. No one wants to go back there. Only maybe just for the style and some of the other cultural things. Like there was no social media, which in a lot of ways 
is a bad thing. Amazing things can get done with social media. Amazing progress can be made. I mean, how much of the war in Ukraine right now relied on social media to get messages out, get messages out to the Russian people that maybe could still be um, influenced to know that their government is hiding things from them, whatever. Good and bad to social media, right? But I have lived through so much change. And when it's happening, it seems like it's going really slow. But then when you have a bunch of years to look back on, you think, oh my God, we did this. And we did this with strong opposition all the way. Impossible up against it opposition. I mean, I don't think you all realize what a miracle it was getting Bill Clinton into office, which literally stopped a bleeding wound of conservatism in this country for those of us that didn't want that. And, you know, there was only one generation that was younger than the boomers. It was Gen X. And, you know, Bill still appealed to those boomers that were like, we were protesting in the 60s. So we had those people. But this whole new disaffected generation that didn't want anything to do with either party, you've heard this before, right? I think every generation goes through this and thinks they're the first. Well, that was us. You know, a lot of Gen X just didn't even vote. I think that's what happened in 2000. Um, And then Ralph Nader came in and people were like, oh, you know, just people just didn't. It was just a very disaffected generation. And we did stuff, but like we, I don't know if, if our generation, um, well, we did, we did really believe in voting because we got, I believe Gen X was the push that got Bill Clinton in office. And you might go, I don't like him. Well, you're not, trust me, you didn't want Bush one either. And eight years of Reagan and then Bush. And then we had a surplus and then blah, 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 blah. There were, and there was a lot of shit stuff he did too. I mean, But like the equal time thing on air and like deregulating cable. I mean, I don't, he's to blame for a lot of shit. And I I truly believe it was a mistake on his part, not like an evil intention. But my point is, oh my God, all, I'm just trying to read an article and I'm going on this tangent about (laughs) progress. My point is, Okay, I'm going to admit that I don't remember my point. I I know the original point, which is I'm reading this article that's old because, hey, it still pertains. But what was the point of this thing I was just on? Oh, is that, take it from me, when you've actually lived through, and not just read about, but lived through oppressive times, you really appreciate how far we've come. And so so I get a little resentful. Like, I remember... I think I've told this story a million times, but my friend in high school, a few of my friends in high school were gay and my friend Dave uh, is gay and I, he was a year younger than me and I was off at college and he asked me to go to the prom with him as he was out of the closet, but he couldn't get into the prom. You weren't allowed to go by yourself, which what kind of bullshit is that? And he wasn't allowed to go with a boyfriend Um, which I don't even think he had a boyfriend, but he had a guy friend who was gay. They weren't a couple. I mean, they couldn't have been less of a couple. They were not for each other. And so they wouldn't let Dave go with a guy. Like the whole thing is absurd. So that you realize, oh, wait, 
you're not allowed to go to the prom alone because why? I mean, I don't know if this was the underlying reason, but when you look at the system of how things are set up, why can't I go to the prom alone? Because, well, me and my friend Susie, we're straight, but we're just single. Um, and, and no boy has asked us, like, we can't come, guess not. Like, literally, it was that you had to go with an opposite sex member. Now, was saying you can't go alone in order to prevent two gay people going in the doors by themselves and meeting up. But the, I mean, the whole thing made no sense. You could just go two gay guys who were dating could bring two girls, walk in the door and start dancing together. But I don't know what would have happened had they danced together. You know, I mean, it was the dumbest things. And so, you know, Dave went to talk to the school about it. I talked to the school about it. We were yelling and screaming at the chaperones when we got there. Like we were causing a scene and it just, it was just like, them against us and like, you want to come in or you don't, you can come on in because, you know, Dave's here with a girl. So come on in. But he wouldn't have been able to go with a guy. Now, did he go and try to walk in with a guy? No. Who knows what would have happened? I don't know. But it was like, imagine not even trying that because it's just so, um, you're just so up against it. Like we kind of went through the proper channels to try to change it so he could walk in with a guy. But the point is, if you walked in with a guy back then and the chaperone said, no, what are you going to do? It's 1992. There's no social media. But nowadays you could just blast those people on TikTok and they'd be out of a fucking job. I mean, the, but the reason they would these days is because we don't have that kind of um, necessarily across the board, 100% discrimination anymore. I'm sure you could tell me, no, there's a school down south that still does it. I get it. But so is it, it was a different time and it was a shit time. Um, and that was a tangent, but okay. <clears throat> so this is a story that actually has two stories to it. There's the story that came out and then a follow-up story about this story. So if you're hearing me read the first story and you know how this whole thing ends, you know what the follow-up story is, just know that I also know. And don't email me and say, actually, blah, 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 because I know. I'm just telling it in order of the events. Okay, so, well, I'm going to say this. If you want to hear the story I'm going to read about a woman who got an, an anonymous letter calling her yard relentlessly gay because she had rainbow mason jars strung up like lights outside of her home and she raised $28,000 in a GoFundMe from people all over the country in response to an anonymous letter she got. If you want to hear that story and what the subsequent follow-up is, well, you just got to join the Patreon, my friend. Now, um, this episode is going to be open to the $5 level and up Patreons. And so you would join at the $5 level. And if you stay a member at the $5 level, what you get every month is the two entire episodes of No Fun ad-free that come out every other week. And then you get a bonus half episode. So I do like a bonus episode, but it's not full. It's like 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Um, once a month. So you get that. And then in the future, when I have more time and I do extra bonuses, whether it's like I go home and make little videos with my family, or I might do um, the end just like that recaps for season two, whatever I decide to do, that will all be at the $5 level. There's only two levels to join my Patreon at because I cannot, prom I cannot promise 
a ton of content because I work full time. So I can promise you two, two and a half episodes of my podcast a month. That's every week. And then I take the first week off every month. So you get one a week, three episodes a month. If you join at the $5 level, you join at the $2 level, you're, you're ad free. You get your two one hour episodes a month and you're supporting this podcast, which is not supported by ads, but only supported by Patreon. Um, so there you go. The ads uh, play here, but it's it's like pennies. It's not like I'm getting all this money. It's just sort of what happens on this platform. They throw ads in. Um, it overall keeps the platform alive so that I can keep my podcast on it, but that it's not like I'm making the money. So I make money on Patreon. You can join there. That's just a little spiel. Every once in a while, I explain it. And I just did. I'm sure that was very boring. But uh, the link will be in the show notes or if you're watching this on YouTube, I sometimes put the audio on YouTube. Just go to the description and you can click the link there. But it's patreon.com slash Jen Crickman. Great, great, great. Okay. And then over on the Patreon right now, I'll continue with this story and you'll see why it is so crazy. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.